Let's begin by all joining together and by praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts who are here this morning be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. What are the most powerful things that are part of our everyday lives? Take a second and think some of these things through. Come up with you can in your head. What are some powerful things that are just part of life? I could think of a few that popped into my head. Head east and you're going to find an ocean where the waves crash again and again, where the wind comes and it helps build up these massive storms that come and drop pouring rain, there is power that comes from that thing. For some of you, power is part of your everyday work at your fingertips because drive in almost any direction from here and you're going to run into one of our military bases where there is just power that is built into these jobs, right? There is power in the artillery that you can hear as it fires over and over. You can feel the power of the Ospreys as they're flying overhead and it starts to shake the house a little bit. Everyday life for some of you is just powerful, power involved in those things. I think for almost all of us, there is power that is sitting in our pockets, power that is resting on top of desks, because as we have phones and computers, they have access to information that is just all over the place. They can send messages, videos all across the world with just one click. There is power. Those are a few, but there are so many more things that are powerful, power things that are in our everyday life that we use. Power is just a part of what we do and who we are. Well, how many of you thought of this one? Medicine. Did you think about that one? Did you think of the power that comes from something as little as just this tiny pill? What can this do? Knock out a fever. Make you feel great, at least for a couple hours, right? What can medicine do for you? It's powerful. It can heal from little sickness. It can reverse an infection. It can kill cancer cells and shrink a tumor and make surgery possible? Medicine can take someone from the path that is leading them to certain death to a perfectly healthy life again in not that long. But I think what's interesting for us who live today, this power, it's not exactly one that's certain anymore, is it? Because as we live in this world that is full of information, full of lots of different opinions, uh, you talk about medicine and sick and being healthy, there's a whole lot that's out there, isn't there? Because you can go to your doctor and your doctor can say one thing and then you hop on your phone or you hop on your computer and you can find studies to back up other positions. You can talk to your friends who tell you a different thing that has worked for them that has made them healthy again. You can find blogs and podcasts that are going to tell you about many different ways to be healthy. It's hard because when we're talking about getting healthy, who's the expert now in our world that is full of differences of opinions, differences 
of, uh, of ways to look at how to get healthy. Who's the expert is a hard question. When you want absolute certainty that you're going to go from being sick to finally feeling better again. You don't want a question about that, do you? You don't want an opinion. You want absolutely, 100%, for sure, certain knowledge that you're going to get better if you take this. You want to get healthy. So think back to last week. Remember we talked about doing this daily diagnosis of our spiritual life. And part of that daily diagnosis is going to reveal that there's a part of you that's not healthy. There's a part of you that needs help, a part of you that needs medicine. So that's why we're here today. You need certainty. You need the absolute truth that only God can give. You need the perfect prescription with the power that's actually going to help. Now, when the Apostle Paul first uh, wrote these words, I think people that were reading it could have gotten the impression that I got uh, reading it through again the first time this week, that for these Christians in Rome that he's writing to, that really the power might have been coming from him. We heard it in a little bit of background to the the verses that we're going to dig into, that Paul wants to be with them. In fact, he's tried many times to get near to these people. He wants to have this face-to-face experience that you and I are having. He wants to be there. And really, if you're looking for a (coughs) spiritual expert at Paul's time, he is at the top of that list because of his background, because of the life, life that he lived at that time. If he's not at the top, he's at least two or three. He's an expert out of all the experts. But then you read through chapter one again, and you can see it a lot more clearly. Paul wants to encourage them, to strengthen them, but he knows it's not his presence. He knows it's not him that's going to do it. It's what he wanted to share with them. It's what he writes in this letter that has taken so many of us from being spiritually unhealthy back to lives of absolute spiritual health again. It's a section that has brought people from spiritual death and brought them back to life. Through these words, God gives spiritual health. Paul wants to be with him because he knows what his preaching and teaching are completely centered on, what it's all about, and what God can do through it. And when we're honest with ourselves, you and I know that you need this medicine too. You know you need something to heal you from the messed up things in this messed up world, especially all the messed up ways that you and I have added to that mess. There's this part of you that has been searching for an answer to this disease that shows itself in imperfection and pain and failure. If you're doing the daily diagnosis like you should be doing, number one, you know that you need help. But then there's this other part inside of us that tells you that you can justify and rationalize what you're doing until it doesn't feel bad. 
It's the part inside that excuses flow freely from. You convince yourself that you're not really as sick as God tells you that you are. And then the sickness gets worse as you self-medicate with substance abuse or technology addiction or outbursts of rage that make you feel better for at least just a little bit, but none of it really solves the issue. None of it makes you healthy like you want to be. No, you and I need the perfect prescription. And the Apostle Paul tells those Christians and us exactly what that is. Very clear words. This is what he says. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. This is the perfect prescription. The perfect prescription is this good news that is all about Jesus. Jesus lived the perfect life. Jesus died the perfect death. Jesus came back to life perfectly and proved that he is the medicine, that he is the answer to sin and everything that sin brings into our lives. The gospel is this powerful way that God works and saves us and makes us healthy. The gospel is the perfect prescription for in the gospel. The righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is not by us, but by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. You're right with God because Jesus makes you right with God. The Holy Spirit uses this message of Jesus to create trust in your heart in him and what he has done for you. That he's done everything that you needed him to do. It's a prescription that isn't something you can do to make yourself feel better or work on. The gospel is simply something God has done for you. The perfect prescription of Jesus is God's way of healing you. But let's be honest. This is not the way that we would expect an all-powerful God's power to look or appear in our world, is it? No, if God is all-powerful and do anything, then with this powerful thing, you would expect the explosions and you'd expect the fireworks going off and you'd expect the music to be blasting and you'd expect everybody to be crowding around and cheering and loving this massive thing. But that's not the way that God chooses to work. Do you remember back in the Old Testament how God showed Elijah? So Elijah was someone who trusted in God, like absolutely trusted in God when his world was not one that did. Elijah put all of his trust in God and he put everything on the line. And because he did it, the powerful people at his time put a hit out on his life, said, you are going to die today. So Elijah ran away went out into the wilderness, prayed to God and said, God, if I'm the only one left, take me home. I'm ready to die. And that's when God revealed to Elijah that God taught us, who get to read through it too, that God works in his own ways, that God's power is different from the perspective that we have in our minds. Then the Lord said to him, go out, stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Oh, 
Oh yeah, Elijah must have been expecting this awesome grand show that God, the powerful God was on his side, that God was going to be able to save him and do anything for him. He must have been expecting this thing that his heart was desperate for. And then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, then there was this earthquake that was shaking the very ground that he was standing on, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. All these powerful ways that you would expect an all-powerful God to come and to act and to reveal himself, and God chose not to do it through any of that. Instead, after the fire came a gentle whisper and God was there. Yeah, you see, God doesn't need a show of force to reveal his power, to act powerfully. No, and the perfect prescription proves it. What happens when you come here and you confess your sins and you admit that you need help to God? How does God powerfully work God tells you you're forgiven. When you listen to God's word and you dig into it every week, what does God tell you? Jesus is for you. When you look at the baptismal font and hear the words that begin our service and that remind you of your baptism, what does God say? You're mine. You're part of my family. I love you and that's not going to change. When you eat and drink bread that only looks like bread and wine that only looks like wine, what's that? For you. For the forgiveness of your sins. You see, the perfect prescription is Jesus and the forgiveness that he gives you and it is yours in these ways that don't look powerful but ways that God promises he acts. Ways that God does give you forgiveness Ways that work every single time. I don't know about you, but I've unfortunately kind of lost some of the amazement at how medicine works. So I'll get sick uh, a couple times a year, and every single time, this is how it happens. It starts in my head, it works a little bit further down, it gets into my throat and into my lungs, and I hold out for a while. I'll tough it out. I'll say, I'm okay. I'll say, I don't really need to go to the doctor yet. No, 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 I'm okay. And eventually then, I go and the doctor listens and the doctor says, you need this medicine. And I take the medicine and a few days later, I go from being on a path that is just awful and just bad life. In a couple days with medicine, I feel great and healthy and it works. But I think because I've done it so many times in my life, year after year, I've kind of lost this amazement at when the medicine works and it makes me better. But I should be amazed, right? I should be thankful for this gift. I should use these things that God has given to make my body feel better. The perfect prescription is amazing. This powerful thing that God gives the way that the gospel works and it works for you every single time is 
awesome. You know the sure power of this prescription and you take it because it works. Because you need it. Because it is God's power. Because it heals you. Taking this prescription is the most important aspect of the spiritually healthy life. And this is what we get to do. So, simply, do it. <laughs> know for sure that it is worth it to be connected to Jesus. That it's worth it to take the perfect prescription. So, when you get up and you start your day with just one verse, one Bible passage, God's working through that. When you take the time and the effort to read through an entire book of the Bible, God's there too, pointing you to your Savior. Whenever you have time in his word, God is going to heal you and connect you even more to your Savior, Jesus. It's exactly what God's going to do for us in our life groups that are starting up in a little bit too. As we build up relationships through those and connect to each other, we're going to care for each other and love each other by doing what? By pointing each other to Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. To that this medicine is the thing that we need. It'll look a little bit different in discussion and application week to week, but every single week it's about him and what he's done for us and why it works. In our life groups, we're going to help each other get healthy and we'll live life together. The perfect prescription is exactly why we're here now. This is not about me. This is not about the friendships that we have. This is not about the music that we love to sing. This is about Jesus, his forgiveness, what God does for us that when we're here, God heals our hearts. We're here for God to make us healthy again. And when we're here, he does it through water and his word. As he washes away our sins, as he reminds us of what he did for us in our baptisms. He does it in a powerful way through bread and wine, through Jesus' body and blood that actually gives us forgiveness. He is the perfect prescription and Jesus is at the center of everything we do. Wherever that is, God's power is going to work. Now, all the other powerful things that we have in our lives, things that you thought up in your head, they have the possibility to be turned into something that is not so great. So the weather, it brings up storms and tornadoes go through and wipe out entire cities. People abuse weapons and they enslave and intimidate and murder. Phones, oh yeah, phones become sources of unhealthy entertainment and can dominate every part of your life. Even medicine can get messed up if you take it in the wrong way or do the wrong thing with it. But that won't happen with the perfect prescription. That's not going to happen with God's way of healing you and me from our sins. No, the perfect prescription is his power that is purely good. And that's purely for you. The only thing that can make you spiritually healthy is Jesus. So, let's keep being about that. Amen?